Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Well, welcome to Dream Business Radio. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. And I want to say, if you're not a member yet of the Build Your Dream Business Now Facebook community, you should do that. You should fix that. You can go to dreambizgroup.com, dreambizgroup.com. We're approaching 400 small business owners and entrepreneurs in the group. Again, it is free. It's on the Facebook platform, but I'm spending a lot of time there answering your questions, your marketing questions, doing a lot of free training in there. And um, so anyway, and there's a lot of support, people asking questions, well, how do you do this, where do you get that? So anyway, come join us over at Facebook. I have a very, very special guest today, someone who's not only a terrific entrepreneur, but someone who has taken a, um, a real tragedy in her life and turned it into her life's mission, and I believe it's like her calling, um, just a way to help, help other people deal with what she dealt with, and she's not only... Um, a uh, coaching client but she happens to be my sister-in-law Natalia Voles and even though I could do this without any trouble at all I want to read her professional bio so here we go otherwise I'll probably get silly anyway Natalia Voles is an author speaker consultant and guide on the topics of death divorce loss grief and most importantly recovery from the pain and effects of grief Natalia's expertise is based on her first-hand experience with loss and grief in 2010, after an almost two-year battle with pancreatic cancer, her husband died at the age of 49, leaving her to raise their three young children alone. Natalia felt completely devastated, lost, alone, and actually broken. In spite of a lack of understanding and a fear in our culture about death and grief, Natalia worked hard to move beyond her grief and rebuild her life. She completed a grief recovery and life coaching certification training and in the process became passionate about making a difference in the way our culture and individuals deal with loss and grief. Natalia, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me on your show. Awesome. So great to talk with you and, and you know, as as we're doing the interview and these will live on forever, it's probably snowing again up there in Pennsylvania, right? Cause it is snowing again. Yes, it is. It's our end of March. Oh my goodness. Spring, I know, and you know, we're we're in a week. We're going to be heading north, but I think we're going to we're going to take the slow route because so <laughs> I want it to be gone by the time we get there. But you know, we've um, we got a lot of entrepreneurs and small business owners that have been listening to this show for for many years, and I want to let you know it'll be a slightly different show, but one that I'm sure is going to prove very valuable because honestly, you don't have to look too far. Probably either in the mirror or in your family or friends to know somebody who is dealing with loss. You know, grief. And um, one thing through Natalia's journey is, you know, one of the expressions that uh, she later explained to me was, you know, there's a lot of talk about um, <clears throat> just, you know, being okay with grief or dealing with grief. But actually, if you're going to really get your life back or uh, one of her expressions is live wholeheartedly, again, you need to actually pass through your grief and not just deal with it. So I want to start there. But then 
Second half of the show, folks, I want to talk to her about um, how she actually turned this into a business. There's, a, there's an entrepreneurial side to this. So first of all, it's been, um, gosh, it's been uh, like almost eight years, right, Natalia? Seven, seven years, three months. Wow. Um, and, you know, I, I know your story well, so it's kind of hard. i got to always put myself in the interview format like I don't know the answers. But <laughs> but you really struggled for a while, like a couple of years or so. Kinda. I really did. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, my husband, Peter, was diagnosed and was told that he really had no chance of surviving. So I thought that we had time to prepare, and we did a lot of things uh, in an attempt to prepare for him dying and, and me raising the children alone. But this fact was when he died, um, the grief just was overwhelming and so much greater than anything I had ever imagined. And because of our society's culture's discomfort with death and dying and grief, um, I thought something was wrong with me when after two years I was still crying pretty much daily and at that point not leaving my house too much because I just felt like something was majorly wrong with me and I was embarrassed and felt really broken. Um, yeah. When so. you, when you, um, when, when we started talking about this a lot, and it was interesting because, you know, uh, we're family and we used to live close to each other, but on the outside, it's not always apparent to those, even family members, about how much someone is grieving, right? I always thought, wow, she's yeah. really strong. <laughs> Natalia's super strong, you know, putting on the brave Gosh. face. But, but I, I remember your daughter's, Jessica, my niece's wedding, which was eight months after Pete died. And it was the first time I was kind of at a social upbeat event where you know I had to certainly look happy it was a wedding and um, I remember everybody's eyes on me and dancing and having a really good time in that time like it was a fun wedding mm -hmm. <laughs> it was a really good time and yet I realized people were looking and thinking wow she's handling this really like she's doing well and the truth with grief is that life goes on and so although we will have happy moments um, and we also, people who have experienced great loss, and that can be, you know, a loss can be an illness, a terminal illness, a chronic illness, a loss of a job, a loss of a home, a loss of a relationship through divorce, estrangement, death. Um, what happens is we're told, we're kind of taught to pretend we're doing better than we are. So. You know, we don't want to make anyone uncomfortable, so we act like we're recovered when we're in a lot of pain. I remember. So I'm sure there's people on this call who yeah. have had a loss and they have a business and they're trying to go forward and they're hurting, but it's not so obvious to everyone else. And I, that's grief. I remember when um, you were writing your book, and we'll talk about your mm -hmm. book, which is awesome, and I've personally given it to at least half a dozen people who have thanked me mm -hmm. later. But um, one of the things I learned as, as I was kind of re reading it and, and I was part of the process anyway, that's how I got the insider's look. But one of the things that was eye-opening to me, Natalia, was that, and I think this was your one of your turning moments when you were in your grief, was that how many people that are, that are in grief actually get sick themselves and that was like a turning point for you where you said wow i don't don't want my kids to lose both their parents because you were you were hearing instances where where either spouses surviving um spouses things like that were getting sick as a result of their grief right very common and that was exactly why i was so i was felt like i was 
possible, like a walking time bomb. I had three young children. I was like, I have to find my way through this because I had a close friend whose husband also um, died just three months before my husband. And then a year later, she was diagnosed with non-smoker's lung cancer, and she mm. died, leaving her two young children. Uh, and then I thought of Superman, Christopher Reeve, and his wife had cared for him for 10 years. And then a year after he died, she was diagnosed with non-smoker's lung cancer. I started keeping a darn file of all the spouses that when one died, the other one died. Um, I had a friend who a friend who came by really worried about me because her neighbor's husband had died and um, nine months later she committed suicide. And what I started really researching it, and the truth is um, it makes sense. You know, our brain when we're grieving actually is not functioning properly and we aren't able to critically think and plan for our future. And so one that causes us to just say, oh no, you know, we're in trouble and we're not telling anyone, so no one's helping us. Uh, and also it's extremely stressful on the body, on all our organs. So yes, I was really passionate about finding my way through grief and, and I did. So I was happy about that. So awesome. You know, a friend of mine right now, I've known for an awful long time, um, lost her husband to colon cancer, um, I think it's almost two years ago now. and she is dealing with breast cancer now and i when yes. when she told me that uh, man you popped into my head i immediately knew maybe there was something going on there so it is so common i see it on my groups like the um my on my page where people will tell me, you know come on when they've had a loss and they'll so many people will be telling me that they're dealing with cancer also um yes and i did read some research that within 2 years after a trauma or loss is when a cancer can often show up. Mm. So um, I'm going to have to have you back because it's a half an hour show. <laughs> we could go super <laughs> in depth in this, but I, I want to actually, you know, I want to make sure people understand your website and you do help mm -hmm. people. You do great Facebook and things like that. But how does someone recognize? I mean, did you actually recognize, or did it take something to make you realize the depths of your grief? If, if you understand what I'm asking. Yeah, Yes, for me, I started thinking after the first year. I thought the first year I thought it was grief. The second year I thought something was wrong with me. Okay, and I thought I really had a mental problem. The majority of the clients who come to me, their loss has been more than two years since their loss. I've had people who forty years after, twenty years after, certainly five and ten years. So what happens is if your life never returned to normal after a loss, so it might have been many years, but let's say you felt depressed um, and now you're on antidepressants, but you weren't on them before your loss, then that's possibly grief. Um, if you started drinking and you hadn't had a drinking problem prior to the death or loss, it's probably grief. If you've had a problem of losing jobs, of anger issues, if, if that started after you had some big losses, there's a good chance that it is unresolved grief. And you can actually move through that and um, get, not bad, I don't say you're going to go back to normal, but you can create a new normal that feels a lot better. You can live wholeheartedly after any loss. I truly. Now you, um, so you wrote a book, and in that book, I know you created something called the relief process. Can you yes. briefly describe that? Okay. So first of all, thank you, Jim. <laughs> um, 
I did not think of myself as a writer at all. I really um, <laughs> never <laughs> thought I could write a book. But thank you to my coach. Um, Jim said you're going to write a book and gave me some ways to do that. And and I said, and then I happened to break my leg, which just kind of made me stuck sitting down for six weeks. <laughs> so it was a really good time for writing. I, I just looked up as soon as I fell and heard the crack. I looked up. I'm like, okay, I hear you. <laughs> I'll start writing. Um, so, yeah, so what happened is I learned that we have a lot of misinformation about how to move through grief. And the idea that we just are going to cope and then we're going to live miserably for the rest of our life. And in my training and in all my reading and in my own experience, I learned that it takes certain action steps to actually feel better and move forward after a loss and to heal the pain of the loss and what was unfinished in the relationship. So I developed with, um, with your encouragement and help a process called the relief process so that people could just kind of understand that it does take steps it is not there are not stages to grief but there are action steps that we need to take to move through grief and so when i work with clients now your one you can see it on my website passingthroughgrief.com you can see what those what the process is the relief process and it gives you a little idea of you know what you'll be working with when you're working with me how how we work i don't just listen um I think it is important for us to have a safe space to tell our story and to feel our pain and not be judged, um, but to be validated for our experience. But there are also specific steps that you have to take to move through grief. And that's what I do when I work with people. And we helped kind of develop that. Yeah, and I think one of the ways, um, or one of the reasons I think you're you're so successful with how the how you help people right now, is that mm -hmm. the people who who initially reach out to you, they may not fully understand, but maybe they're they're learning about it. I know you do a lot of speaking and things like that, but mm -hmm. I think initially accepting knowing and understanding that there is help that's step one and in something yeah. like grief um it's not something you can just kind of read a book listen to a course and do on yeah. your own it really you really have to have somebody lead you through that process yeah well that's, and that's mainly and I, a lot of people say are you a therapist and i say no i'm not i don't want to be a therapist because a therapist is more analyzing your thoughts in your head and it's as if something is wrong with you. And grief is a normal and natural experience. We're all going to experience loss. The problem is we just got a lot of wrong information in our upbringing and in our culture about how to move through it. And so, yeah, this process, people know that they're going to be guided gently through it in a place where they can really be themselves and be safe in that um, journey through it. So, um, Natalia, I want to spend just you know eight or nine minutes mm -hmm. here before we end. I want to kind of do the entrepreneurial thing. So we mm -hmm. we mentioned you wrote a book um, mm -hmm. because you know after I started learning about everything you've done and and um, you you shared with me um, that you you got you know went through a certified coaching program. I said there, this. I said this is kind of probably a big reason you went through this. I think we all go through things for a reason and to the degree that we can help others who going are going through something similar, I think there's there's that's a good thing, but there's also bills to be paid and so there's I don't think there's any harm in creating a, a revenue stream from from 
serving other people and that's kind of what you did with your with your business and so there was the book um, you got your website which you already mentioned passingthroughgrief.com you started doing videos which I know you were so excited to do them you just couldn't wait to <laughs> to do your videos and now you're actually doing Facebook live I think it's is it every Monday night right at, yeah every yeah. Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern yeah and that was again it was I mean having a coach through it one I wouldn't have had any idea what to do but um, you know when you said for me to do videos the first time I was like, oh my gosh, like, I have no idea, like, you know, it feels so scary, but I remember pretty quickly, I did a video that um, ended up just getting a ton of views, I mean, I don't remember what it was back then, I think it was like 500 views, which I thought was amazing, and then I was like, oh, this is fun, (laughs) (laughs) but I realized, because I was pushed and really my grief has pushed me out of my comfort zone on a daily basis you know like my loss has pushed me to transform my life you know I say that yes in my greatest tragedy has been my opportunity to really become who I believe I'm meant to be and I think that's true for all of us that we have an opportunity in our tragedies to look for the open door and there can be greatness behind the open door so yes like every area the videos um are just a really natural i didn't know it until i tried it i was really scared to do it and then when i tried it i found out that that's a really natural direction for me to connect with my audience they can see who i am um and yeah and so each area has just been like that like each thing that i've been pushed to try has gotten me over another hurdle and has been good for my business and i remember the exact video um because up until that point and it's something we all do including myself we start doing videos and and looking a certain way trying to be proper (laughs) professional you know whatever and then you did a video uh, you were dog sitting and you went out walking the dog. It was raining, so you had a raincoat. I think you had your hood on, and that you just explained walking this dog, and it kind of jerked your arm a little bit. Next thing you know, almost got hit in the face with a branch. I know you're walking in a park, <laughs> and but you kept. But it was so interesting <laughs> that and that was your that was your authenticity moment. You're, you were still yeah. talking, but it wasn't you sitting in your wingback chair with your office with your library behind you. Right, you know, it right. was just you and. You you went from like thirty or forty views to five hundred. It's probably well over a thousand, I'm sure. But that was a big eye opening experience. Yeah, it was. It was really and and I've struggled with you know, I I my business is about a passion. It's about a mission. I truly have a drive to make a difference in the way people what people know about loss and grief and to help as many people as possible to move through a tragic loss and to not only move through it but to find a transformation as a result of it so it's out of a passion that i'm pushed every day to do this business and um yeah and that video i've always fought with how to be authentic because oh no what if people don't like me and mm-hmm. and and what i've been really learning is be yourself like be yourself every day and the right people are drawn to you and the more I can be authentic and just be out being in my house doing things and um, you know I did a series of 21 flickers of 21 videos in 21 days and um, 
And it got such a great response, but it was me living my life because I did one every single day. So it's like, I'm walking the dogs, so the dogs ran away today. And so now the flicker is like, my advice is blah, blah, blah. When you have a problem, this is what you do. So it was really gave people a chance to know me. And I think that's so crucial nowadays with all the small businesses out there. Yeah. You have to be yourself. Because, you know, there's so many people who do what we do. I, I don't know how many people help people with grief, but I'm sure there's more than one. And yeah. and how do you how do you differentiate yourself? Well, the, the first and foremost, the most powerful, most powerful and important way is to be yourself. And, and the thing about, well, I don't want to turn off that group of people. Or I don't want to be, well, that's going to happen anyway. Cause if you cast a big enough net and they somehow get in your net and then they don't like you anyway, why not save time? And, and, exactly. and you know what I mean? And yeah. I think, you know, part of the reason I've had success is I finally got comfortable just being myself. I mean, I, I've definitely had a few people. I got somebody referred to me, um, I have a couple lawyer lawyers that follow me and been for years and once in a while they'll they'll refer somebody to me and and then I can see them especially in this new public group and they'll join and next thing I know they're gone and not participating and you know what I just don't think they like me sitting in a t-shirt and my and my boat giving yeah. advice <laughs> they'd yeah. rather have somebody come to their office in a suit and and get out a graph paper piece of graph paper and stuff and so that's okay because i'm not going to do that so i'd rather that's just right. but there are plenty of people who says i want to live like jim's living and so yeah. i will connect with those people so it's really important so uh, one last question i want to try and squeeze in um i know one of the struggles for you and i'm so glad you're getting over it but it's always it's always present in our minds is that uh depending on what we do and whether you're cutting lawns or you're a business coach or you're helping people pass through grief we struggle with what to charge and how much is too much and that was that was part of your thing because again because it's your mission you're passionate about it and you want to help a lot of people and me being a little bit of the pusher and driver said yeah but you mm -hmm. have bills to pay right so mm -hmm. how did you finally get comfortable charging well, let's just say a lot more that than you did when you started. a great question because, yes, I don't consider myself an entrepreneur by nature. Like I said, I'm doing this because I'm really passionate about it. And in the beginning, I was giving it away because I wanted to help people. And I also didn't have, I think my self-esteem was low. Like, I didn't have the confidence because I hadn't done it with a lot of people. So I was giving it away. And I remember when I first talked to you and, you know, we hadn't really talked about business at first and we were, it was before I turned to you for coaching and you're like, ah, oh, how much do you charge? <laughs> and it was like $20 an hour. Like, we're like, I about oh, spit no. out my drink. <laughs> I think we were sitting on the dock. Like, yep. What? Um, and you said, oh, you know, you need to like triple, quadruple that. And I just kind of got, I'm like, no way, I can't. But what happened was when you somehow convinced me to do it, I don't even know how, I literally like quadrupled my price overnight. Um, what I really realized was one, when you give something away or you give it for too low a price, people don't respect it. And in my, mm. like this is work to move through grief. And when I was giving it away, they weren't taking the gift that they were getting. So they would drop out because it was such a low price. It was like no big deal to drop out. And they weren't getting the value of what I had to offer because I wasn't charging the value. And when I learned that when I upped my price, people stuck with it. They got through it and they got amazing results 
And that's what I want. I want them to get results. Plus, I'm a single parent. You know, I have three children, and my children want to go to college. My third one is heading off to college in the fall. They like some help with their college costs. College is expensive. Mm-hmm. I have, I, you know, people can say, how can you charge to help people through grief? Well, I now have two things. One, that's how people get the results, is when they step up to the plate and they say, I want to feel better. I would have paid anything. I paid a ton of money to try to get help through grief, and I didn't get the help for a number of years. Um, but you need to decide that you want it. And um, I tell people, like, don't sign up. If you're canceling on me, you're not ready to do this. And and I'll be here. But um, that's those are the two things. It's like, one, I have to make a living. So if I can't make a living at this, I'm not here to help people. Right, right. <laughs> right? So, like, what good is it if I can't make money at it? And two, it's better for them when they step up and put the money down, they're ready to work. Just like I am when I put the money down on something. That's exactly right. You know, I learned that for entrepreneurs to focus on um, is the value of what you're delivering, right? Yes, so yes. The, 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 you have methods and strategies, but the value of somebody being in utter grief now and six months or a year from now or three months, I mean, people are different, but whenever it takes, let's just say after they work with you, their their life has like opened up and blossomed again. What is that worth? I mean, it's worth it more than so, $20, you know? It is, I mean, when you think, like people go bankrupt when they're grieving because their brain is like they can't think properly and they spend money wrong. They get illnesses. I mean, the price of getting through grief should be way greater than what, my prices are going up soon. <laughs> Just as a result of this interview. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, really, you can't, you can barely put a price on, think about your health, the stress that grief causes. Um, yeah. Very and cool. We pay, we pay for someone who's going to really help us do it. Yeah. So what a phenomenal interview. I, I knew this was going to be special. I can't thank you enough. So, okay, give your website again. Where can they get your book and, and all that good stuff? Okay, so I'm Natalia Bowles with Passing Through Grief. My website is passing, PassingThroughGrief.com. You can get my book, Passing Through Grief, which tells my story, my personal story through grief, along with steps that you can take. I wanted practical steps. Can you give practical steps? Was that you? No, the, I'm so sorry. I was. Blue has kennel cough, and he's right behind me. Excuse me, Blue. Blue, this is a very pitch. important part of the show. Stop. I was really Okay, it's the interviewee now. We this is the authenticity <laughs> part right here. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, I really, I you know, I felt so embarrassed like writing a book, but now I've gotten so many people say great things about how it's really helped them through their grief, and they feel, I just got an email yesterday from a woman who said, oh my gosh, like I could have written that first chapter. It was mm. me, it was my life. And being validated is really important. So anyway, wonderful I love, book. I'm really proud of my book. It does give people steps and um, and helps them be validated. And what else? And I have a Facebook live show Monday evenings at 8 p.m., which is really gaining traction, having tons of engagement. I also have lots of videos on YouTube for free information. So um, there is help out there. There is help out there. You can yeah. connect with, with Natalia on her social media um, Spend the $20 to get the book. It's an amazing, I mean, we had um, a friend of ours at a marina up in Maryland 
lost his wife. They've married like 62 years. And yeah. I gave him your book. And every time I see him, he just comes up and thanks me. He's read it like four times. I know. Oh, it's such a sweet book. <laughs> it's a really man. great book for men. I find men call me and email me and say, thank you so much. Because men can't talk about their grief as much. Like, they just tend to hold it in. Yeah. And they feel really validated in the book. So, well, yeah, thanks great so much. For men. Natalia, thanks so much. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. It has. Thank you so much for having me on. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special interview with Natalia Voles of PassingThroughGrief.com. Come back this time next week for another great interview, another great show called Dream Business Radio. And uh, Blue really got me off my kilter, too, there. But also, (laughs) go go to my Facebook group, DreamBizGroup.com. is an easy link to get you there. If you're in Facebook, it's Build Your Dream Business Now. Or just go to dreambizgroup.com. That is it. Until next week, another great episode of Dream Business Radio. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach, and you take good care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.